0: Guess what guys, there is only one place you can get a true Colorado Mountain Pie. It's your favorite, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. The Colorado Mountain Pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family, a huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorite, Breck Brews, and your personal favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your holiday get togethers or to celebrate birthdays and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options as well. There is nothing more important to Bojo's than their community, which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes. Host your next fundraising event at any of their five front-range locations. They are also offering their holiday se- this holiday season a special pint-glass koozies that make great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card. Check those out at their site today at bojo's.com. That's bojo's.com and tell them DNVR Rams sent you. On a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good, with the
1: foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores! Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung dump. And here come the students. Leading by ten. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five. Touchdown, Colorado
0: State. Obviously, you know, the offense jumps out, but one of the things I noticed was it seems like you guys really executed well with the help defense. I know you went on that a lot on Tuesday. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I thought it was good. I mean, they they were really, they're a team that likes to run a lot of isolations. They're going to pound the ball in the post, they're going to drive it. I thought we stepped up. Adam took a big charge early in the game. I think we took. Uh, uh, Lyle at eight turnovers tonight. I think three of those were offensive fouls that we took on the ball. Uh, um, maybe one of them was off the ball. I think he ran o- ran over us. And that our guys did a great job of being connected, um, trying to keep the ball where we wanted it, and then bring in early help. I mean, they're a talented team. They're big and they're physical, and they can really really hurt you in the lane. But I thought for the most part in the half court, um, our defense was pretty solid. I thought you know they had some live ball turnovers that you know they got out in transition. But for the most part, I was pretty pleased with. How we defended. Slow starts has been an issue for this team frequently this year. Where obviously tonight you guys not tonight, huh? And you're hitting everything right out of the gate. Just how much do you think that impacted the tone for the rest of the game? Oh, it's huge. I mean, it gives you it gives you confidence. And um, again, I thought we moved the ball. That that we knew they were going to press us, and thought we did a beautiful job of spacing it and skipping it against the press. And they left us open. Kendall knocked down those two threes, and I think we made our first four. Um, And they got out of the press quickly. And um, you know, we kind of had them on their heels. And so I thought that was great to see and hey w- when shots goes in everything's easier right you know that way and um you're not always going to make that many shots but i thought they were all good shots you know i thought they were with 27 assists tonight obviously you get you a lot more assists when shots go in um but a lot of guys got involved and i thought they were all good looks you know and and uh, that was fun to see
0: what's up guys we are back with another edition of the dnvr rams podcast presented by bojo's pizza it is way past my bedtime. I am tired, I'm sick, but I'm also uh I'm tired, but i'm I'm kind of wired because uh, witnessed a historic beatdown at Moby Arena tonight, or last night, I guess it's technically morning because of how late it is. but a really, really encouraging showing from CSU. they handled New Mexico. Easily 105 to 72. One of the craziest CSU performances I've ever seen. They set a record tonight. They hit 19 threes. Absolutely bonkers. The team that hasn't been able to sink a jump shot all season. I mean, that's it's been the Rams' Achilles' heel all year. Their inability to knock down jump shots from beyond the arc. Tonight they come out just absolutely bombs blazing combined as a team for 19 threes and what was really great about it is it wasn't a situation where you had you know one guy hit like 12 you know something like that it was really a, a solid mix of everyone um the starters especially you know having Thistlewood Moore and Stevens go 13 of 15 behind the arc i mean if they have that happen they're going to win just about every night i mean if you if you shoot the way CSU shoots tonight And you played defense the way that CSU plays tonight, which is kind of why I led with that audio. I just kind of wanted to, you know, kind of talk about how it was just a a total dominant beatdown. I mean, obviously the offense is what most people are going to be drawn to. And I understand that. You know, it's a it's a buckets league. Everyone wants to see the ball go through the net and, and CSU did an excellent job of that tonight. But defense, man. Really, really excellent team defense. New Mexico came in, you know, they were averaging 24 free throws a game. That's the fourth most in the country. They only had 11 free throw attempts tonight. That's just a testament to the communication, to the effort to to get there early and to be willing to, you know, sacrifice yourself. Adam Thistlewood took a brutal charge actually. Smacked his head pretty hard. I asked him about it because they you know, they really put an emphasis on this in practice. They actually did a drill where they slid over and and took some charges right at the baseline, which is exactly where Thistlewood did it in the game. And he said that he hit his head pretty hard. And he actually thought they called it a block at first, but said the coaches dapped him up for it. I uh, hope he's okay, obviously. I think he was all right because, you know, he went on to hit just a couple of ridiculous threes. He really was in the zone tonight. I mean, looking at this box score, just holding it here, he was... Four of five from three-point land. Six of seven overall. And that was only in 21 minutes. Plus 18 in 21 minutes. And I'll be the first to tell you, single game plus minus is a little bit overrated. But just looking at these guys, you know, David Roddy, plus 29. Nico Carvacho 18. Kendall Moore, plus 19. Isaiah Stevens, plus 19. Just an incredible showing all around. And even off the bench, John Tanja came in. Ten points. Had an awesome, awesome alley oop. Definitely go check that out on Twitter if you missed it. Just a ferocious dunk. This kid has incredible ups, man. I'm really, really intrigued by him. I'm just, I'm excited about his athleticism. He shoots well. He gets a little bit lost on defense at times, but he's young. Not worried about it because he gives it a lot of effort. That's what you want to see. He's earning these minutes. And, you know, the more. I hate to say it, but you know the more Hyron Edwards struggles to score, and you know he's he's just kind of wild offensively in general. You got to at least consider giving Tanje some of these minutes, and I think we're kind of going to see that maybe moving forward. I'm not saying they're gonna they're gonna take Hyro out of the rotation, and I don't really think they should. He's really really solid defensively, but. You know, Tanjay in, in 12 minutes was 3-7 from the field, 2-4 from three-point land. Obviously had the, the awesome alley 10 points tonight. Finished plus three. Hyron uh, Edwards did finish plus 17, which, like I said, you have to take a lot of this plus-minus stuff with a grain of salt. Uh, but, you know, only had one field goal attempt, zero points in, in 13 minutes. That's not super ideal. I will say, you know, I commend him for not jacking up bad shots the one shot he did take was a poor one it was in transition and I don't know I just I hate those kind of shots I know the analytics say they're not like awful and and Stevens actually hit one in transition later but it was more in rhythm and and he had time to set his feet Uh, but it'll just be interesting to see how the the coaches decide to balance this moving forward because I do think you have to value what Edwards brings defensively and that's why he's going to continue to play, but the fact that Tanjay can just come in and really you know knock down a clutch three to to stop a, a run from an opposing team or you know spark spark the squad with just an amazing dunk like he did tonight. this kid has just awesome oops, it's uh awesome ups. you can tell it's uh 1245 a.m folks but just really, really, really encouraging. And, and he's not even the only one, you know, Deshaun Thomas obviously has been stellar all season in his limited role, but he picked up 14 and a half minutes tonight, three of five from the field was awesome defensively five rebounds. I mean, these guys, they're all just progressing right in front of our eyes. And, you know, I talked about it a lot at the beginning of the season and I'm kind of, you know, I'm probably sound like a broken record. And In some ways but you know we knew there were going to be some lows with this team and we knew it was going to be somewhat of a frustrating experience at times just given how young this roster is but we're seeing it all come together now and i think nico medved is really in a position where he's kind of really locked down the roles for these guys and i just think it's they're gonna be a dangerous team come march man they've got Two games coming up that are very winnable. You've got a trip to Air Force on Saturday, and don't get me wrong, man. Air Force is Air Force is hanging with everyone there. Dave Palopovich is doing a hell of a job there, uh, so we'll obviously have coverage at that game. And then next weekend, uh, or next weekend, next Wednesday, a young Fresno State team. Oh my goodness, this- a young Fresno State team comes to town. So. I just think if, if the Rams can build off this momentum and continue to play great team defense and, you know, they're not going to knock down 19 threes every night, but if you could sh- hit like nine or 10 shoot, man, like sky's the limit, especially with just how weird the league is right now. Anybody can be anybody and the Rams are clicking at the right time. You know, you want to play your best basketball in February and March and obviously moving forward if you're a tournament team, but. I just I really think the the Rams are going to make some noise here and I'm very very excited about tonight's performance. So, definitely going to have plenty to talk about moving forward. Uh We're going to talk just a little bit of football here. We're going to wrap things up. It's not going to be a super long episode like I said. It's 12:45 in the morning, but I did want to record this tonight cuz you know, the reaction is just always it's more genuine when you do it post game and Man, what a what a beatdown. I just you know, I've I've watched the Mountain West for so long and I know that New Mexico is not the same team that they used to be. They're just they're not. You know, Paul Ware has done a pretty good job of of getting talent and I I do think that there are brighter days ahead for the Lobos, but you know, when I when I think back to like, you know, 2012, 2010, 2011, some of those years where the Lobos were, you know, legitimately a top 25 program, wins over New Mexico just meant so much. And like I said, I know it's, it's a different situation, but this is still a very talented New Mexico team came in with 15 wins. Uh, They were four and one in conference play coming in. So obviously, you know, they're doing things right. And they've got a ton of size, ton of athleticism. They're hard to deal. They usually kind of bully teams in the paint and, you know force you to react but CSU came out and they punched him in the mouth man they just came out and they said we're not scared of you we're on our home floor we know we can do this and yes it was just it was everything that the fans have been looking for so if, if you weren't at Moby tonight get your butts in Moby next Wednesday for this Fresno State game just this team deserves your support really I mean that's the only way to put it they're they're good dudes. You see they're they're going about it the right way. I just, you know, what else do you need? Get in there, support them. All right, let's talk football here, but first, take a quick second to hear from our partners. It's time to take a second to talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR Rams. If you've got any occasion coming up, I'm talking any occasion, I'm talking watching football. I'm talking walking the dog. Do it with a six-pack of Breckenridge brews. Nothing makes life more enjoyable than an ice-cold beer. And if you're going to have an ice-cold beer, you might as well have the best and local. So do it with Breckenridge. We love those guys. Grab them wherever beer is sold. You can get it at the grocery store or the liquor store. You know the drill. Okay, we are going to wrap up today. Today's DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza with uh, just a little update on what's happening with the staff situation at CSU. Did get a little bit more confirmation this morning on uh, what that staff is going to look like. Kind of nice, you know, everyone has been really wanting wanting to know, obviously. It's been a big, big discussion point on Twitter, the message boards all that fun stuff. Uh, That said, we'll just kind of jump into it here. Not going to spend too much time talking about it just because there's going to be a press conference tomorrow where we get to uh, hear a little bit from Joey Lynch and Chuck Heater. So going to talk about it more tomorrow on on what I kind of think about the coordinators and some of these assistants. I don't think we'll actually get to talk to most of the position coaches tomorrow or maybe not even any of them, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I do know we'll get Lynch and Heater. Uh, But some of the people that are official now, Sean Cronin at linebackers, inside linebackers, I should say. Uh, So maybe that means there's going to be an outside linebackers coach or like a a pass rushing specialist or something. I don't know. Uh, At Boston College, Adazio had two different defensive line coaches They had like a D-line, like a D-end type coach, and then a defensive tackles coach. That defensive tackles coach was Antoine Smith. He is coming to CSU as a D-line coach this time around, Uh, has held that position at a variety of programs. I talked about him a couple of days ago. Uh, I initially broke that news that they were hiring him, uh, I guess it would have been like five days ago now. And they also are hiring Scott McLafferty, strength coach. That was not uh, confirmed in the press release today. But yeah, Anthony Perkins is going to be the cornerback's coach. He was on staff at CSU the past season. Uh, I think it's good to keep one coach at least around. Could keep another one or two. You never know. There are a couple of spots still open on the staff, uh, so it will be interesting to see how Adazio rounds this whole thing out. Obviously, who is the wide receivers coach? That's the, the big question for everyone moving forward. Everyone wants to know, you know, how are you going to best utilize these weapons? I w- We will ask Lynch tomorrow if he has any insight on that, if, if they have an update or anything like that. We might get a release before the presser. Who knows? It's a long day. Uh, But so we'll be there tomorrow afternoon. After that, I'll be at CSU basketball practice. So all kinds of stuff going on. Should be a good podcast tomorrow. Uh, Definitely check out the articles that I wrote on the New Mexico game. One published tonight. The other will publish tomorrow morning. Uh, Tonight was more just of a column. Tomorrow will be more of my analysis of the the state of the team moving forward. Because I think, you know, like I said, it's... It's a good time to be a CSU Hoops fan. If you are a DNVR subscriber, check out our DNVR Raptors coverage. That's right. We're covering the Colorado Raptors now. Good friend of mine, Colton, is gonna be on that beat. You gotta check it out. I'm not a big rugby guy personally. I never have been. I don't really know much about the sport. And, you know, honestly, that's kinda why I'm really excited about this opportunity with you know, for DNVR to branch into it. Colton's a phenomenal writer, one of the, the most creative writers that I've been around. You know, he's he's just going to kill it, and I'm so excited. Check out that podcast. He'll have daily pods as well. This is going to be huge for DNVR. You know, we're branching out, taking over. It's awesome. Super stoked for it. Super stoked for his coverage. Definitely check all that out. That said, it is very late. I am going to go to bed for a few hours before I get up and try and finish some of this more hoops coverage. There's just a ton of talk about, and I'm stoked for it, and I hope you are too.